0: Nehemiah chapter 13 verse 1. On that day they read in the book of Moses in the hearing of the people. And therein was found written that an Ammonite and a Moabite should not enter into the assembly of God forever. The Ammonites and the Moabites were descended from Lot, and he had sex with his two daughters, and one of the daughters had Ammon, and the other daughter had Moab. Lot was Abraham's nephew, so they're cousins to the Israelites, but both of those lines of the family turned to paganism, and both of them fought with the Israelites off and on throughout history. They weren't full-blooded Israelites. Lot lacked faith, and long story short, his own daughters ended up tricking him into having sex with them, because his daughters lacked faith. So his lack of faith transferred to his daughters, and then his daughter's lack of faith transferred to his sons from his daughters. Amon and Moab Amon and Moab became pagans. 2. Because they met not the children of Israel with bread and with water, but hired Balaam against them to curse them, howbeit our God turned the curse into a blessing. They refused to help the Israelites who were their cousins when the Israelites were on their way to Canaan, and they tried to curse the Israelites through the prophet Balaam. He took payment from the pagans to prophesy, and no true prophet in the Bible ever took money to prophesy, but Balaam did. 3. And it came to pass, when they had heard the law, that they separated from Israel all the alien mixture, meaning all of those who were not Israelites. They pulled them out of their families and exiled or excommunicated them from the Israelites. And when you become saved, you have to pull people out of your life who used to lead you into sin. You have to break relationships with people who will prevent you from growing in Christ. These half Israelites were causing them to practice paganism. Four now before this Eliashib the priest, who was appointed over the chambers of the house of our God, being allied unto Tobiah, five had prepared for him a great chamber where aforetime they laid the mill offerings, the frankincense, and the vessels, and the tithes of the corn, the wine, and the oil, which were given by commandment to the Levites, and the singers, and the porters, and the heave offerings for the priests. Tobiah was the half-Israelite man who was against the rebuilding of the Temple. He was an enemy to the Israelites, and Eliashib was in cahoots with him and they had put aside provisions that were meant for the Israelites in a chamber. 6 But in all this time I was not at Jerusalem, for in the two-and-thirtieth year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I went unto the king, and after certain days asked I leave of the king. Nehemiah is explaining that this wasn't his personal doing, this was done before he arrived in Jerusalem under Tobiah and Eliashib. 7. And I came to Jerusalem and understood the evil that Eliashib had done for Tobiah in preparing him a chamber in the courts of the house of God. Tobiah had no business being in there because he was half pagan and half Israelite. 8. And it grieved me sore, therefore I cast forth all the household stuff of Tobiah out of the chamber. Nehemiah literally cleaned house. He threw Tobiah's stuff that he had hoarded out of the chamber that it was stored in. 9 Then I commanded, and they cleansed the chambers, and thither brought I again the vessels of the house of God with the meal offerings and the frankincense. Nehemiah took everything out. He had the room not only physically cleansed, but ceremonially cleansed. 10 And I perceived that the portions of the Levites had not been given them, so that the Levites and the singers that did the work were fled everyone to his field. The Levites had to go work in their own field to try to grow something to eat because they weren't being given the food that they deserved from Eliashib and Tobiah, and Tobiah was hoarding food and supplies, and forcing the Levites to do two jobs, one at home trying to raise crops and their other job in the temple. 11 Then contended I with the rulers and said, Why is the house of God forsaken? And I gathered them together and set them in their place. 12 Then brought all Judah the tithe of the corn and the wine and the oil unto the treasuries. Nehemiah questioned the rulers and said, Why are you not keeping provision for the Levites, and so then evidently the rulers had the people of Judah bring in provisions. 13 And I made treasurers over the treasuries, Shelemiah the priest, and Zaduk the scribe, and of the Levites, Padiah, and next to them was Hanan the son of Zacher, the son of Mataniah, for they were counted faithful, and their office was to distribute unto their brethren. These men could not only keep track in written record what was in there, but also keep track of the distribution and perform the distribution to the Levites. 14. Remember me, O my God, concerning this, and wipe not out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God, and for the wards thereof. Nehemiah knows that there are eternal rewards in heaven for our service to the Lord here on earth. 15. In those days saw I and Judah some treading wine presses on the Sabbath, and bringing in heaps of corn, and lading asses therewith, as also wine, grapes, and figs, and all manner of burdens which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day, and I forewarned them in the day wherein they sold victuals. This is also a foreshadowing of Jesus in the New Testament, because Nehemiah confronted the Jews for selling products on the Sabbath day. They weren't allowed to buy or sell or do any work, and they were making the donkeys carry their wares. And you aren't supposed to make animals work on the Sabbath either. Even the animals are supposed to get rest. So he confronted them just as Jesus confronted the Jews in the New Testament in the Temple for trying to make a profit off of God's law by selling animals and things that could be bought for sacrifices in the Temple. They didn't care about people getting their sins forgiven, they just wanted to sell their stuff. And a lot of books that are written that are called Christian books today are written strictly for profit, not to get people saved. We don't want to turn the gospel into merchandise. 16 There dwelt men of Tyre also therein, who brought in fish, and all manner of ware and sold on the Sabbath unto the children of Judah, and in Jerusalem. Foreigners from Tyre also were being allowed to sell on the Sabbath day. 17 Then I contended with the nobles of Judah, and said unto them, What evil thing is this that ye do, and profane the Sabbath day? 18 Did not your fathers thus, and did not our God bring all this evil upon us and upon this city? Yet ye bring more wrath upon Israel by profaning the Sabbath. In the New Testament, Jesus is called our Sabbath rest, and Jesus is Jesus every day of the week, which means in the New Covenant, Jesus is our Sabbath every day of the year. We don't have Sabbath once a week. We have Sabbath 24-7, which means we are always resisting sin, we are always obeying the Lord, and we are always spreading the Gospel and doing the work of the Lord as he does it in us. And we are always trusting God for provision, so we don't try to sell the Gospel, and we don't try to take advantage of other people, or hold debts over other people's heads. Because we trust the Lord to meet our needs. We say no to things that God wants us to say no to, even if it's a high-paying job. If God doesn't want us to take that job, we don't take it, because we trust him, and we don't have to follow money to try to get our needs met. We follow Jesus, and then he will always provide. 19 And it came to pass that when the gates of Jerusalem began to be dark before the Sabbath, I commanded that the doors should be shut, and commanded that they should not open till after the Sabbath, and some of the servants said I over the gates, that there should no burden be brought in on the Sabbath day they would always sell at the city gates, and they would bring in their wares on the donkey's backs. So by closing the gates, and making it impossible for them to enter, that put an end to all of the buying, selling, and trading. And in fact, that's written in God's law that the gates of the city are to be closed on the Sabbath. 20. So the merchants and sellers of all kind of ware lodged without Jerusalem once or twice. Those who wanted to sell had to spend the night out in the open outside the city and just sleep there, and wait until the Sabbath was over. 21 Then I forewarned them, and said unto them, Why lodge ye about the wall? If ye do so again, I will lay hands on you. From that time forth came they no more on the Sabbath. He wanted everyone to practice the Sabbath, both foreigner and Israelite, and he said, If you are waiting outside the wall, to sell to us, you're still not honoring the Lord. You're just pressing the envelope and playing games with the law. Because you should be home on the Sabbath when the sun goes down, trusting in God and eating the Sabbath meal. You shouldn't be out here just waiting to sell. So he told them they were not allowed to wait outside the gate. 22 And I commanded the Levites that they should purify themselves, and that they should come and keep the gates, to sanctify the Sabbath day. Remember unto me, O my God, this also, and spare me according to the greatness of thy mercy. Nehemiah, in the previous verse, he was asking God to remember what he had done, but here he's asking that he be remembered so that God will have mercy on him in the future whenever he needs mercy. Sometimes we stumble, sometimes we're tempted, and we need the mercy of God on our lives to help prevent us from sinning, and also to forgive us when we do sin and repent. And Nehemiah wanted God to know that he needs mercy. 23. In those days also I saw the Jews that had married women of Ashdod, of Ammon, and of Moab. Those would all be pagan women. Ashdod is a pagan town, and the Ammonites and the Moabites are also pagans. 24 And their children spoke half in the speech of Ashdod, and could not speak in the Jews' language, but according to the language of each people. So it was evident to Nehemiah that they were only half Israelite, because they couldn't even speak the Israelites' language. 25 And I contended with them, and cursed them, and smote certain of them, and plucked off their hair, and made them swear by God, Ye shall not give your daughters unto their sons, nor take their daughters for your sons, or for yourselves. He practiced corporal punishment to get people to repent of their sin. Under the New Covenant, we don't need corporal punishment, and we don't need the death penalty. The blood of Christ transforms lives, but in the Old Covenant, They did have to practice corporal punishment, exiling people, and the death penalty, because they didn't have the blood of Jesus yet that transforms lives. Nehemiah was forcing them to stop sinning so that they wouldn't die in their sins, and also so that they wouldn't lead a bad example for others. And aren't you glad you live under the New Covenant? In the New Covenant, Jesus can come in and dramatically transform you from the inside out, so that you don't need a spanking to change your ways. And and that's the beauty of the blood of Jesus. 26. Did not Solomon, king of Israel, sin by these things? Yet among many nations was there no king like him, and he was beloved of his God, and God made him king over all Israel. Nevertheless, even him did the foreign women cause to sin. Nehemiah told them, Even Solomon wasn't able to resist sin because of his foreign wives. So how do you think that you're going to be able to resist sin when you marry foreign wives? You're not better than King Solomon. You have to break up these marriages. If your spouse is simply not saved, then Paul in the New Testament said definitely don't get a divorce. Stay with that person as long as they are willing to live with you because you could cause them to get saved. In that case, they might be sinning, but they are not forcing you to sin so you can stay in that marriage. But if there is abuse, Satanism, or illegal activity going on in the home, then it is Biblical to leave that person to save your own soul. 27. Shall we then hearken unto you to do all this great evil, to break faith with our God in marrying foreign women? 28. And one of the sons of Joiada, the son of Eliashib, the high priest, was son-in-law to Sanballat the Horonite. Therefore I chased him from me. Nehemiah kicked out one of Eliashib's grandsons for marrying a pagan. 29 Remember them, O my God, because they have defiled the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood and of the Levites. They defiled it by intermarrying and bringing paganism among the Levites and the priesthood. 30 Thus cleansed I them from everything foreign, and appointed wards for the priests and for the Levites, everyone in his work. All the priests and Levites were appointed their proper jobs, and all of the foreign women were forced out of those families, under Nehemiah's leadership. And he did the right thing. 31 And for the wood offering at times appointed, and for the first fruits, remember me, O oh my God, for good. Nehemiah is asking God to remember, because Nehemiah knows that eternity is forever, and this world is passing very, very quickly. None of us lives very long, even if we live hundreds of years, that's not very long. And Nehemiah knew that his life would soon be over, and he wanted the Lord to remember him in his kingdom. These are the very words that the thief on the cross said to Jesus. He said, Remember me in your kingdom. And that concludes Nehemiah chapter 13. It also concludes the book of Nehemiah. The next book that we read is going to be the book of Esther, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you'll really enjoy it. The book of Esther is a comedy, not a drama. It's a comedy, and it makes you laugh. Every Esther movie plays it out as a melodrama that's so dramatic. They're all getting it wrong, and that includes the Christian movie industry. They never have correctly portrayed Esther in the movies, because The Book of Esther is a slapstick comedy. So I look forward to reading that with you.